0: Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at weswes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 97 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I am feeling extra excited this week because the day has finally arrived. After more than 15 months without cruises, Disney Cruise Line announced this week that it would start back up on August 9th with the Disney Dream scheduled to depart on a four-night Bahamian cruise from uh, from Port Canaveral, with regularly scheduled three- and four-night Bahamian cruises to follow after that. The announcement was made late Thursday, early Friday, so I received the news as soon as I woke up on Friday morning, and <laughs> my wife will tell you that I was especially cheery uh, at that hour of the day. I even woke her up, which uh, she was not happy about, to uh, to tell her that Disney Cruise was back, and she, <laughs> she later that evening told all of our friends that I woke her up like, a kid on Christmas morning So I, I really could not contain my excitement I'm sure many of you are feeling uh, Are feeling similar so the day before the announcement, guests booked on those first several cruises were treated with a surprise from Disney Cruise Line uh, when they announced that all sailings through September 6th would would, uh, would drop the call on Nassau and add an additional day at Castaway Key. So not only is Disney Cruise Line returning in early August, they're coming back uh, with a bang. So that's uh, pretty exciting news. Uh, the Disney Fantasy was also sailing test cruises uh, in parallel with the Disney Dream so I would imagine that we'll we'll get some some news about the Disney Fantasy's return very soon um, I don't know the exact timeline but I would I would guess it's uh, within the next within at least the next couple of weeks. So now that we know the first sale date uh, let's go through the new health and safety protocols along with some of the changes that we can expect to see on board. This is uh, the information that I have been anxiously waiting for and was very curious to learn. There was a ton of information released, so I'm just going to touch on the highlights here. But I would definitely encourage you to visit the Know Before You Go section of the Disney Cruise website. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, um, and and that'll get you all caught up. We'll go through the health and safety enhancements first, and then we'll take a look at some of the changes uh, to the cruise experience. To start, Disney Cruise Line is not requiring guests to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, guests may voluntarily provide proof of vaccination, which would exempt them from the following pre-embarkation requirements. First, guests must provide proof of a negative COVID-19 PCR test taken between five and 24 hours, excuse me, between five days and 24 hours prior to the sale date. Guests arriving at the port must then also undergo a rapid PCR test prior to boarding. Um, A $65 fee per guest will be charged to your stateroom account to cover the cost of the test. And lastly, for all cruises departing through December 31st, guests 12 and older must provide proof of a valid travel insurance policy with certain minimum levels of coverage. So again, uh, that is if you do not voluntarily uh, show your vaccination card. Once on board, all guests ages 2 and up, regardless of vaccination status, will be required to wear face coverings indoors except when in your staterooms or when actively eating or drinking. Uh, face coverings will not be required outdoors while on board or at Castaway Key. Disney Cruise Line has also increased the frequency of cleaning with uh, with enhanced protocols with extra attention given to high-touch surfaces as well as children's facilities and common spaces. Staterooms will also undergo enhanced treatments between voyages uh, in addition to the twice-daily housekeeping services during your cruise. And finally, the ships have been equipped with new air purification systems that clean both air and surface areas using a process called ionization. Uh, They have also increased the circulation of fresh air on board, and all HVAC filters have been upgraded. So a uh, a lot of stuff related to the air that you breathe there. Um, that pretty much rounds out the highlights of the in, uh, of the enhanced health and safety measures, but again, I would encourage you to go read through them all in their entirety on the Disney Cruise website because there's a lot in there that I, I didn't cover. Now let's talk about some changes that you'll notice uh, to the onboard experience. First, it sounds like almost everything will be moving to the app, activity listings and times, uh, dining availability, and the mandatory emergency drill. Sadly, I'm guessing this probably means the official end to the Daily Paper Navigator, which I'm really sad about. Um, Not confirmed. It's just my assumption and opinion based on everything that I've read so far. Each itinerary will offer one Broadway style live show, so the three that we're accustomed to won't be offered on these initial cruises. Um, those shows will be before those, uh, those single shows will be performed multiple times throughout the cruise with reduced seating capacity. And based on what I've read and from actually what you'll hear from my guest in today's episode, uh, it sounds like you'll be able to sign up for your time uh, ahead of time and you can do that beginning 30 days before your cruise. Deck parties have been temporarily paused, so there's no more sail away party, no more Pirates in the Caribbean party. Um, so that's a, a you know one one new thing that you'll see. The next one is that I'm the ne- I'm actually really excited about this one. These early cruises will debut a new fireworks show called Disney Ever After, and according to the website. Quote, Magic fills the sky during our exciting Disney-themed fireworks show at sea. The upper decks spring to life as a pre-show, uh, as a pre-show playlist of favorite Disney songs echoes through the night, leading up to a dazzling light show underneath the stars. I absolutely love this. I love the idea and the concept, and there's there's something about Disney music and fireworks that just brings out all the magic for me, especially on a cruise. So I'm I think this sounds awesome. Uh, it sounds like it'll be much more like a a scaled down version of Happily Ever After, which I'm all for. Um, and the best part is <laughs> no cheesy pirate themed pre show. I. I am so happy to uh, to see that go away. Um, who knows if it's permanent, but I really like the idea of this of this new show. The fireworks show will take place at 10:30 pm on two different nights and you'll be assigned your show date prior to sailing. So you'll have uh, you'll everyone will have an opportunity to experience it. Uh, character interactions, kind of as we expected, won't be the same, which, uh, you know, is, is sad. I think, um, the characters will interact, but from a distance and will kind of pop up and surprise, surprise you at different times in different places. But, um, it won't be, uh, the way we're used to seeing them. You can't go up and give them a hug or high five them. They're, I think they're going to be from a distance and you, and you can kind of take pictures from afar. So... Uh, that'll be a change. It doesn't sound like there will be a whole lot that is different as, uh, as it relates to the dining experience, except that you'll have staggered seating times in the main dining restaurants and you'll be served at the buffets and the quick service locations rather than being able to grab the food yourself. Um, Oh, and also digital menus. So you'll in the, in the main dining restaurants, you'll be encouraged to scan a QR code with your phone to look at the menu. But I believe paper copies will be provided upon request, um, that'll just be thrown away after the water slides will be open along with the pools, splash zones and whirlpools, uh, which will be open with, uh, with limited capacity. Perhaps the biggest change in, at least in my opinion, is related to the youth activity spaces. Uh, parents must register their children ages three to 12 and then reserve specific session times online. So, Um, guests will be permitted to book one session per day per child on a first come first served basis. I can't seem to find the information about the length of the sessions right now, but I believe when I found it earlier and I was looking at it, it was something like an hour and a half to two hours per day. So really not a lot. Uh, I've spoken to many people who mentioned this as one of their biggest concerns. I, I I don't know. I would imagine this policy might be a, a deal breaker for some families. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And finally, the most logical and overdue announcement access to the basketball courts has been temporarily paused, uh, as this, the the space has been converted and repurposed really to a a sun deck to provide additional access for guests to pull up a chair and and grab some rays. So it's nice to see Disney cruise line is acknowledging the wasted space. That was the basketball courts and, uh, and is using them for something a little bit more functional. Hopefully that will be the trend for all the ships going forward. Uh, it's, to me, it's just, it's too much space to take up that could be used for, for something, uh, so much better so now that you're all caught up let's get to this week's show normally I'm on a bi-weekly episode release cycle but I I couldn't wait another week to get this one out I was able to speak with someone who sailed on the first Disney Magic at Sea Cruise and got to hear firsthand about many of the protocols that I just spoke about Um, so I I really hope you uh, enjoy hearing about what it's like to sail on a Disney cruise in 2021 take a listen As I mentioned in my previous episode, the Disney Magic is cruising with passengers over in the UK again after successfully completing a series of test cruises. This is a very exciting step for Disney Cruise Line, and hopefully we will see the rest of the fleet start to open up here in the US again very soon. The cruises departing from various ports in the UK, though, aren't your normal itineraries that we're used to seeing. Uh, The Disney Magic at Sea Cruises, which were originally announced uh, back in, I think it was late March, are exclusive to UK residents uh, for now and offer a staycation experience to guests on board. Passengers remain on board throughout the duration of the cruise and the ship does not dock in any ports of call, essentially all days at sea. Uh, This was advertised as a brand new Disney experience, something we've never seen before, complete with Dazzling entertainment, Disney stories, celebrations, and epic encounters. I have been dying to hear about the experience on board one of these cruises, and I was very fortunate to connect with someone who sailed on the very first passenger cruise after the test cruises were were completed. Victoria was very kind to agree to join me on the show this week, so I would like to welcome her into the show now. Hello, Victoria. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Hi, Wes. It's an absolute pleasure to join you and chat all about the Disney Magic at Sea Cruises.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I am, I am so very excited to talk to you. I, you know, I've been dying for you know for Disney Cruise Line to to get back to it, and um, it it finally has happened, and so I I'm excited to to chat with you and hear about your experience. So, I guess just. Overall, did you enjoy your time on the Disney Magic during this uh, Disney Magic at Sea Cruise?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think especially for a UK guest with us not being able to go to the parks, um, you know, we had an Orlando trip planned for last year that got postponed and is now going to be cancelled again for this year. Uh, We'd normally often go across to Disneyland Paris and obviously haven't been able to do that either. So to actually have the Disney Magic back, uh, it was pretty special indeed.
0: Yeah sure I didn't even I didn't even think about that you know from about it from that perspective where you you weren't even able to to have sort of that Disney experience anywhere so that's uh, great that you were able to to do it on the cruise ship. So I believe you have been on a couple Disney cruises before is that right?
1: That's right so this wasn't my first um my first was back in 2016. Um, on our honeymoon, we did the Disney Dream, just a three-night Nassau, Castaway Key trip. Um, then we did the what should have been the Eastern Caribbean, I believe, um, in 2019, but Hurricane Irma struck, uh, and so it changed to the Western Caribbean. So we did uh, t- um, Cozumel and the Grand Cayman and
0: Great. Castaway Key. Awesome. So and you- so, yeah, oh no, go ahead, please. We-
1: we now uh, embarked on the on the Disney Magic, uh, which was only a ship that I'd seen when it had come into Liverpool. I'd not seen it elsewhere because they did the British Isles cruises, um, and so yeah, that was pretty cool to go on the original Disney ship as well. And
0: right, so you've now been on three of the four in the fleet.
1: Absolutely nice. Uh,
0: and and what was your what were your thoughts on just the Disney Magic compared to the the two you know larger ships that you had previously been on?
1: Um, i loved it i think it had that t- you know it was it was really special to experience the classic ship mm. um i did note know the atrium or well, the lobby i keep wanting to call it the atrium but the <laughs> the lobby was there uh, no that is the it is the atrium, it is the it?
0: atrium yeah. yeah i, 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 I usually the, call it the lobby atrium <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so i always want to call it the lobby but yeah. it's the atrium and um, i noticed that that was smaller and it felt like it did feel smaller mm. um but generally speaking like just a beautiful ship and it was really exciting to step on board it and, you know, experience its beauty. Um, And yeah, I Mm -hmm. I loved it.
0: That's great. So you mentioned the excitement stepping on board. What was it like getting on a Disney ship again? And for you having that Disney experience again, can you try to put those feelings (laughs) into words if, you know, if that's even possible?
1: (laughs) i was filled with so many emotions like particularly on the um on thursday when it happened you know um we'd actually driven past the ship to we we had to check in at the arena um because the cruise terminal is pretty small in liverpool um so it was held at the arena all the check-in the testing and whatnot luggage drop and so on and then we got bus down so we had passed it on our journey in we caught those glimpses of those funnels um and then when we got down onto the cruise um the cruise terminal, and then um actually stepping on board., oh, do you know what? considering like everything that's happened in the past like year and year and a bit, and all of the the new things that have come into place, do you know what? Everything just went aside and just being stepping back onto that magic, uh, you know, being greeted by the cast members who are all so excited to have guests back on board. Um, it there was nothing like it.
0: Really cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. So one of the things that I am very curious about just with this whole kind of new process and Disney cruises going forward is the boarding process. You know, we're used to just kind of showing up at the at the terminal. There's, a you know, thousands of people in there together, all checking in, all that stuff. I imagine it's probably going to be a little bit different now. So what was the boarding process like with the new, you know, health and safety protocols?
1: Do you know, it was pretty smooth. I don't know whether it was because we hmm. were one of the earlier um, boarding times or, or check-in times or whatnot. But we essentially, we met at the um, the convention center arena. We dropped our bags, so they were taken and put on the back of um lorries that were then going to take them down to to the ship. Uh, we then got guided through. and um, That was when we had to show our chat, our port arrival like documents for the first time. Um then through to the testing. So we had to show proof of vaccination. And then we were guided through into like um, you know, booths where it was just your party, had to do the the COVID swipes, um, which was just the nasal ones. And then um they, were, they had, like, the big area set of waiting areas, so there was um, members of staff. Um, they all had Disney uniforms on. Um, I was still trying to work out if they were crew staff. Sure, yeah. They were non-crew staff and whatever. Um, but they guided us to, like, the seating area, so it was making sure that there was one party per row, essentially, and they were all spaced out accordingly. And you just basically waited there until you got your email to say that non-detected, uh, yeah. which was... Sigh of relief when that comes <laughs> sure. through. Um, sure. <laughs> how long? How then, long?
0: How long did that take? Sorry to interrupt you.
1: No, it's fine. So I think the most you were waiting was twenty minutes oh, for okay. that. So it was really quick. Nice. Um, and then you just proceeded through to um, show the proof of the email for the two of us, it was my mum and I who were traveling. And then we went through where we had to show passports, um, cruise documents. Um and then they said, right, you're ready to um you're ready to proceed. So they had a holding area. As I said before, we were having to be bused down to the cruise terminal. Um but those buses were really like regular. Um I think we waited five minutes and then it was here. So we got called on. Uh, they loaded up the coach, and again, that was all you know very smooth. It was leave a rope per party. Got down to the cruise terminal, um, and then we were guided through, um, which we had no queue in for whatsoever, mm. apart from security, um, you know, which is this part when obviously that always brings a hold, right? You have to take yeah, off, sure. you know, uh, go through security, and then that was it. You were able to go on board the ship, so you know, it was just a case of. Uh, walking up and of course they then um they had to check cruise documents again so the port arrival documents um obviously because ordinarily you would present your key to the world card but they're being dropped at your um you know your fish hook when your room's ready and that was it really we got on board um and we had to complete the mandatory fire drill um so we were guided through to our um you know, assembly point, um, after making sure that we had the the navigator app installed. So that was all set up with cruise entertainment staff, like helping us out, went to the Mantry And then that was it. We were on and we we were able to enjoy it as we wished.
0: That's great. So you mentioned the, uh, the mustard drill. I I was, I'm very curious to hear about how that's going as well. So it's not the, you know, the traditional way that it used to be, right. It sounds like you did you answer questions on the app or did you have to watch a video or how did how did the mustard drill part work
1: so essentially we were guided through to our um assembly point yeah. um and there was a member station that each have each assembly point and you had to um that was the first thing that you could do on the on the app you couldn't do anything else uh. until you gone to your assembly point. So you basically went to your assembly point and we were the only people there of ours. I imagine because they've staggered it well enough that sure. you know there is like an influx of people. Um, so we were assembly point out and we just arrived at that point and then we had to scan in. So use our camera, um, which recognized then that we had been to our assembly point um, and the cast member said, yeah, you're all done. It was just a few clicks on the app to oh. say it's completed. And then we were free to go. we went back to our room about, um, it was probably about 4.30 actually, around right about the time when they said you could go anyway. Um, and they had the safety video on the screen. So I think that was obviously preset that you couldn't really switch around until sure. that had been completed. Um, and we were in our room when um, they, they the the drill actually happens and it was like just please remain where you are um and they talked us through you know life got where your life jackets are found Uh. when they need to be used what you need to listen out for um and it was all very smooth it was very you know relaxed um I imagine that sometimes new guests may find it quite intimidating or maybe a little bit um overwhelming maybe more so you know having to go through that Um, but it wasn't anything like that at all. You know, it was really relaxed. Um, and they got across the safety information that was required, Mm. um, you know, with no issues.
0: Great. Cool. I, I, I love that. I, I would be, I would, I'd be happy not to have to go and stand out (laughs) in the hot sun, you know, with a bunch of other people around. So I, I welcome the changes to the, to the mustard gel. So (laughs) thanks for sharing that. Um, so what type of stateroom did you stay in? and when? When you thinking back to when you booked the cruise, do you recall if you could, uh, you know, reserve different types of staterooms?
1: Yeah. So we were fortunate enough that being a silver castaway member, we were able to, you know, book a little ahead of the, sure. the general public. Um, and so, um, it was actually my husband who did the booking because I I'm a teacher, so I was in school and I couldn't do it. So he rang up and, um, all rooms are available from, you know, inside okay. to ocean view, to veranda, to concierge, and so on. Um, so, we actually initially booked the inside view, uh, the inside room, sorry, because my mum was worried that she was going to be seasick and mm. she's like, I don't want to see. I was like, okay, well, we're going on a cruise. So we'll find <laughs> to see that. But then, I think through talking to other people who she knew, they said, oh, maybe you should actually get like an ocean view just so you don't want to be, um, you know totally inside so we decided to upgrade to in to ocean view which was really simple we did it via the app just paid the additional yeah um and then i think obviously due to reduced capacity um when we got our stateroom assigned we'd actually been upgraded free of charge to an ocean view with veranda oh wow um a nice little magical moment there so uh,
0: very nice so you didn't choose your staterooms though
1: no. So if we had, um, an inside, we were able to choose like which deck we were on and so on. Okay. But once we'd upgraded to an ocean view, it just said it would, I think, I can't remember the code. Was it RTY or STY? Oh, or so it was like
0: a, a GTY, a guarantee state. Room. That, Got it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, that makes sense. No, the actual room until it was assigned. Yep. Um, and yeah, so that, that was what happened. Great. Um,
0: so. Awesome. Do you have any sense on, of how many passengers were on board? I mean, did it feel <laughs> so, did the, it feel less crowded?
1: I would say so. Um, I know, given the restrictions that were in place up until yesterday in the UK, they were only allowed a thousand guests on board. Mm. Um, the first two cruises, the cruise that's going to leave today, I think they're allowed up to capacity. Oh, Don't okay. put me on that. Yeah. They're, um so we did actually get an email about I think it was just after our stateroom had been assigned and we actually knew which room we were in Um they emailed to say that we've actually we've got more guests tr- booked in for travel than what is available and so they would be offering 50% um, off of a future cruise if you wish to take advantage of that and oh, wow. not go on the the date that we sailed
0: okay interesting uh, very interesting
1: so um, which I think possibly was was typical, especially as the restrictions over here in the UK were due to be lifted a month ago. So at that time, they were able to sell with the view that there wouldn't be a limit on the number of guests they could have on board.
0: And then that changed. I see. Okay, that makes sense. So this cruise experience uh, was one that Disney Cruise Line has never done before. And so, you know, one of the things I was curious about is how did you how did you know everything that was going on? I mean, typically you have a navigator, right? And so, it's either in the app or there's a paper version. So, I, you know, I'm wondering were there any paper versions of the navigator available or did you have to use the app exclusively?
1: So, I didn't see any paper oh. navigator. Um which I always like to collect oh, myself. Oh, me too.
0: Yes, uh, I'll be so sad if those are gone forever.
1: Um, so I think I think there was a a heavy focus on using the app, and mm-hmm. um, particularly as the first thing that we did after we'd uh, been welcomed on board the ship, we were guided through into the D lounge, and that was where the cruise, um, entertainment staff was state like stationed to help you make sure that the app was available on your phone and mm. that you could log oh, on wow. and so okay. on. So I don't know maybe if there was, like I know in the restaurants as well, the menus, they were very um they were reminding us to scan the QR code so every table had a QR code that would open up the menu then on your app. Oh. Um but they did say if you're not able to access this, please ask and we can give you a paper copy that will just be disposed of afterwards. So I with that in mind, I would imagine that maybe paper navigators would be available, sure. but you'd need to go to guest services
0: to to request well got it yeah so there when you arrived at the restaurants there were not menus on the table there was just a kind of card or something that says scan the code
1: yeah so it was just basically a qr code and your um server would also direct sure. you to scan in um and you could just open up the menu there
0: oh wow Oh, that'll be sad too if, if menus are gone for good because I I love just looking at the menu. There's something about looking at the the dinner menu that uh, you know just it, it it makes the it it makes the experience that much better. I think. Uh, I think
1: as well. I think. Sorry to interrupt. No, there, it's but okay. I think some people don't like to use their phone at the dinner table. Sure. Yeah. You know, so actually, you know, in some ways, that's like an encouragement to use your phone, isn't it? Because
0: it, totally. Well
1: you need to look at the menu so yeah. therefore you need to load it up yeah
0: yeah yeah. Okay. very interesting so can you kind of take us through each of your days you know i'm i'm curious to know just what you did while you were on board
1: yeah so um once we'd finished our mustard drill um, we went to Lumieres, um, I kind of felt like we were being directed to Lumiere's, but I think actually we could have gone anywhere. It was just that that was the restaurant that was open at the time that we had gotten on and we wanted some lunch. Um, So I do believe that Lumiere's and Cabanas was definitely open on the day of, um, you know, embarking. Mm -hmm. So we had Lumiere's and we we had our dinner at Lumiere's, which was lovely. And then we went to, we went and explored the ship. We actually went out on deck at this point, um, on deck four um, to see, um what was going on out there and they were playing disney music um you know to to welcome guests um and then um we kind of just had a a little mooch about and then we went back to our stateroom where we were able to collect our um keys of the world cards um and actually we just spent a little bit of time just enjoying that really we had been and got drinks um from the um top deck you know where you can get the 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 drinks oh yeah. like the free drinks um so we'd gotten we'd gone and been typical Brits and got a cup of tea <laughs> to um, <laughs> to, then return to our stateroom to enjoy um and then um we kind of freshened up showered and whatnot and then we went to dinner now our understanding was was that we would be having dinner whilst we were say we were setting sail mm. um, but we it turns out we didn't and I was trying to work it out I didn't know whether it was the fact that they were working on GMT time and we are on BST time at the moment so we're an hour ahead oh but anyway it worked out well we were able to have our dinner and then we hadn't set sail so we went up onto we went deck four first of all and there was characters walking around the deck um waving to those people on land um and then we actually went up onto deck nine to enjoy uh, and to hear the horn, you know, because that's yeah, of just very
0: cool Absolutely. Um, so there was and, no formal sail away party, though.
1: No. So what happened was, was, as you were greeted onto the ship, um, after you had, uh, well, it was the first thing that you did when you got on the ship you had the normal welcome into the the atrium so it was please welcome the kenny party in our case and they stationed you there was like 10 families able to be in the atrium at one time and they they had like pads on the floor where you stood and you were guided to it excuse me and mickey and minnie were there and they were welcoming you and that was basically the sail away party okay (laughs) five minutes or so with with mickey and minnie there but other than that there was no sail away party um there was however i think because it was the first cruise from liverpool um they had actually arranged so there was fireworks and there was streamers going off Mm. um that was nice Uh, so yeah we we went up on deck we enjoyed that and then we actually made our way down to the show We, we were booked in for disney dreams for the first evening um
0: and when then, when you say you were booked booked for it, did you have to sign up to go to the show?
1: Yeah. So, um, the show time is eight forty five, but they released booking slots so you could arrive at either eight pm, eight fifteen, or eight thirty. Oh, okay. And so they guided you. They were checking that you had that reservation time. Um, and
0: that was just through the app.
1: Yeah, that okay. was through the app. So that was one of the few things there was like 10 things that you could book
0: okay.
1: um 30 days out oh so disney dreams was one of them um like the wine tasting the alcoholic like the adult things were yeah, able to true. be hollow was able to be booked at that time as well um yep yeah, so, and there was um, pt sessions were able to be booked but no spa treatments until later on i think that was maybe because they were waiting to see if they were able to you know go ahead with spa treatments um yeah, so we'd booked in for Disney Dreams. We saw that. That finished about 9.45. And then um, we actually went down to Fathoms then, um, took took advantage of happy hour. And there awesome. was, uh, I think there was trivia of some sort, of maybe music trivia going on in that. So that was the adults only at that point. Um, and then we headed up, head up to bed, enjoyed the evening. And then the following day...
0: Sorry, um, uh, sorry to cut you off. Um, is... I wanted to ask uh, about the experience in the Walt Disney Theater. Was there, was there anything different about, you know, the, the theater itself? Or did they have certain requirements about where you could sit? Or, you know, anything, <laughs> anything about that experience that was, you know, noteworthy?
1: Right. So um, they we were guided into the theater, like, party at a time. And there was a cast member who was um, telling you where to sit. So it was like, right, can you sit here? And then they would leave three spaces between okay. your party and the next.
0: Okay. So, the, so there was a cast member that was seating everyone.
1: Yeah. And there was also a row that was left between each row. Oh, so okay. um, there was plenty of space. Um, I think there was there was a couple of families who were in there when we arrived that probably wouldn't have been sat where they were, but they must have requested, could they sit there? Oh, I and see. And I don't think that would have been an issue. Huh, okay. Um, you had a specific place that you wanted to sit that was still available.
0: Sure. Um,
1: but yeah, so that was how it was worked. How it worked.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Um, no problem. Um, so day two for our cruise was the the morning was basically Marvel themed. So there was the appear and waves. That was the new like character interaction. Um, so they would appear just around the ship. It could have been a lot of it was in the atrium, um, but they would also be like in D Lounge. They would be in Fathoms. Uh, they'd be up on deck. Um, I think the Marvel characters themselves only stayed inside, but then Mickey and Goofy were in their um, their Marvel gear, and um, so they walked around on top on top deck later on in the day. Cool. Um, so there was loads of Marvel activities going on, which I'm not a Marvel fan, so we didn't actually take advantage of those. Sure. Um, instead, we kind of we were up quite early, but that's not a bad thing, right? No, of you, you course not. No. There, right? Yeah. So we had Cabana's breakfast um, and then we pretty much just explored the ship. We just went around all of the, you know, the entertainment areas and the 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 non-stateroom areas, basically. Um, and then it was such a nice day um, that we said, you know what, we may as well just take advantage of being able to lie up on deck and, and take in the views and whatnot. So we did that, but we did break for like lunch. We also broke for um we went and did like music, um, Disney Tunes trivia um around lunchtime. And then in the afternoon as well, we went to Disney Trivia. Oh, um, awesome.
0: Lot- lots of trivia. That's that's my you know, my yeah. kind of uh day at sea for sure. <laughs>
1: um and then we had so our rotation, sorry, dinner was uh we had Animator's palette the first night, then we had um Rapunzel's Royal Table the second night and then Lumiere's the third. Okay. So We had Rapunzel's Royal Table that night, which was really nice. There was a show on. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then what did we do that evening? I think we just... We were taking advantage of all the trivia and the happy hours, basically. Nice. That was what we were doing. Um, <laughs> That's
0: perfect. <laughs>
1: we, um, we took advantage of, you know, time to go and see the shops and look through all the merch. And, um, you know, we also... Every every time we could, we'd pop by the atrium to see if there was any characters out there. That was really nice, you know. You didn't know who you were going to see. So, yeah. Diana and Belle and Snow White were out, um, and then there was Sleeping Beauty and there was Ariel as well, like at different points. Cool.
0: Um, so, and then- were the were the were there any character interactions at all, or was it all you know f- from a distance?
1: No, so there was so like the way the princesses and the characters were stationed within the atrium, for example, they would still have interactions with individual guests. So like we had spoke, we spoke with Ariel, and we were having a chat with her. And then like Donald would like you know, it was almost like they were they were noting each individual family as they were. So they'd have a wave and they'd. They'd stop for a photo. It was obviously just distance. Sure. Um, And then there was certain activities throughout the day. So typically D lounge activities and fathoms activities. They seemed to be, if they were a longer activity, like 45 minutes, it was because they'd factored in that there was probably going to be a character, you know, interaction. That makes sense. Yeah. We did um, Sarge C's on our second day, second C day um, in D Lounge, which is when the Green Army men came out, and they were appearing on the stage. Oh, cool. They actually invited individual families up one at a time to stand on the, the spot on the floor and have a photo with them and, and you know, interact with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that also happened with Mickey and Donald as well, and then Mickey and Pluto, because um, we did it with... Disney Tunes trivia, you can see a pattern here of what we like to go to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also the Disney animation as well. Okay. So there was there was plenty of opportunity to interact with the characters, even if it wasn't as we normally yeah, sure. okay. would. Yep. Yeah. Um and then f- uh, our second C Day, um, we didn't have any breakfast because we were booked in for Palo Brunch, so we wanted to save ourselves. Um so we got our t- normal cup of tea in the morning uh, and enjoyed, you know, the views of the, the ocean and whatnot. And then um, we actually went up and got freshened up, ready for Palo. Went to Palo, um, which was incredible. Um, that was my first experience of brunch. Oh. Uh, and so and then we actually spent the afternoon then enjoying the rest of the activities because we said, well, we've done a pool day or we've done a deck day. Now let's enjoy everything that's on, on offer. Um, and then we had Lumiere's for dinner. Um, and then the the evening activities sort of, you could see that it was this, the cruise was coming to an end. Sure. Uh, so the character, I think nine o'clock was the last sort of like Disney, you know, trivia um, or tunes trivia, I think it was. And then after that, it was just like 70s music or, you know, music quiz or pop culture quiz, things like that. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, so it was, there was loads to do, like, yeah. even, in fact, I think what I said to my mum, because my mum had not experienced it before, my experience of a three-night cruise previously when we did the dream, it was my first time on board, and I, there was so much I that I overwhelmed, wanted. overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I got to enjoy the ship, because I wanted to enjoy the activities, whereas I think with this... Obviously, part of it is dictated by the current situation, but there was enough activities to to have lots to do Mm -hmm. without having so many that you feel like you can't do everything.
0: Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for for taking me through all that. There's a couple of things you mentioned that I wanted to ask a little bit more about. So first... Yeah. You mentioned Disney Dreams, uh, the stage show, but, you know, on a normal Disney cruise, you also have Tangled the Musical on the Magic. You have, um, the you know, Twice Charmed, the Cinderella story. Was Disney Dreams yeah. the only stage show that was offered on, on this particular cruise? Yeah.
1: So there was, it was offered on nights one and night three. Okay. So night, there awesome. was nothing. Yeah, I,
0: I imagine that's a, a staffing thing. They probably didn't bring, you know, didn't have the cast back for those other, uh, the other performances.
1: Yeah. So having said that though, cause I'm actually booked to go on the cruise again on Friday, but this time it's oh. going to be a full cruise. Oh, nice. And I know that we've been able to book a variety show for the, for one of the nights. So okay. there's like two Disney dreams and then one night of variety show.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So. That's great. And then you mentioned cabanas. Um, and even Palo brunch. So I would imagine it's not, you know, a self-serve brunch kind of like we're used to. How does, or, you know, the buffet, I should say, how does, how does it work in Cabanas and, you know, and in Palo with, you know, the, uh, without a buffet style?
1: Yeah. So in Cabanas, um, you're, Greeted as normal, you're asked to wash your hands, and then and um, they actually introduce you to a cast member who will take you round to a station. So they had where the buffet typically is. They had five stations that were all set up of the same. So it had we only did the the breakfast, but it was like the cooked breakfast. Mm-hmm um, pancakes, waffles, and so on. Um, and basically they said, they would talk you through it. So they said, this is what's on our fair. There is two counters that are separate, which anybody can go to, um, which was where the parfaits were for, and the, um, you know, like the cheeses and the meats and so on for one of them. And the other was cereals and fruits. So they said, we ask you to stay at the station that you have been directed to now. And if you want to come back and forth, just go to that station. Obviously, the other two stations, everybody is welcome to go to. Um, So I think it worked really well because it it meant that I think the guests were evenly spaced around those Mm. stations. Whenever we went up to the station, we weren't weren't waiting. In fact, we were served pretty much straight away or there might have only been one or two guests in front of us, um, which I think sometimes it can maybe feel a little bit slow. It actually worked really well. And it was a case of, you know, you told um, the customer what you would like. And then they say, well, that is that enough? And you could say, oh, no, can I have a bit more? Or, oh, no, that's plenty and so okay. on. Um, and they just handed over the plate to you. And then you could sit where you wanted. And that was very much open to you choose where you're, what you you want to sit. Okay, great. Um, and um was not buffet style. Um, so we were guided to our table. And we were brought a bread basket. Um, and then our server also said, we also have pastries. Can we get you one of those pastries? Um, so you could have had all of the pastries. We actually only had like the fruit one and it was kind of our like dessert before we left because (laughs) we got carried away with, with all. (laughs)
0: and
1: so that was our like, you know, goodbye kind of thing. Um, and then you just ordered what you wished off of the menu, which I think you order off of the menu anyway, if I'm correct. Yeah. Hello. But you just don't. We didn't have that additional of going up and and have helping ourselves to other things. Um, but I mean, we could have asked him for whatever, and he would have brought it. You know, pastries, breads, and so on. And um, there was also the platter of, um, you know, like the continental style with the meats and the cheeses. You could have ordered that as well. So I think everything was pretty much available to you. It just wasn't in the typical format that it has been.
0: Okay. Makes sense. And the other thing you talked about is the pool deck. So I've, you know, heard some information that you may, that maybe there is like, you know, you have to sign up to, you know, go to the pool deck or sit next to the pool or be on deck. I, I have no idea. What, what's, what are those protocols like for the, you know, for the upper deck and what was your experience with that?
1: So certainly, um, You don't have to make a reservation to go up and enjoy. Um, So there was plenty of sun lounges available. They were all, like, separated out. Um, And there was a couple of notices that say, oh, just keep, like, one party together at once. And there was, like, also a note just to say, um, please don't move sun lounges. They've been placed for your enjoyment and your safety. Um, But there was plenty. I mean, naturally, if the weather's good as the day goes on, that's when the pool deck gets a lot more busier and that's my experience having done the other two cruises as well um so that was no different really good weather people want to get out under yeah particularly exactly yeah you no
0: know.
1: um but they had they had plenty i'd say throughout the day and obviously people moved on as well um we were able to i only used the adult pool but that was not very busy at all not certainly when i was in the pool um the two like whirlpools was it was just one family or one party per you know use, sure. which was fine. Um, the the slide, so the aquedunk and the I can't remember the other one the yellow one. Let's call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, there was no um bookings for that you literally just walked up and and queued and they, they were all you know the safety markers were out um but i queued for five, i think five minutes oh, that okay. was it those um and then the only things that you did have to book for was for the um Donald deck so the, is it the, the the lab something similar and there was one other thing and um, there's goofy's there's like two water play areas i think on the magic okay, yeah they were the two that you had to book for. The sports deck didn't seem to be in use. That yeah. seemed to be where you could they were storing extra lounges. Okay. Um, and I did see that they brought out extra lounges at the like towards the three o'clock, so on. Okay. So they were obviously realizing that more were needed and they were they were using sure. the, the space safely
0: okay. to do so. So if you just wanted to go up on deck and you know find a, a lounge chair to lay in, you there was no advanced re, you know sign up for that or anything. You could kind of just come and go as you please, as long as yeah. you know you were following the the guidelines.
1: That's it. Got yeah. It. So
0: okay. It and well, help yourself. Got it. That makes uh, that makes total sense. Um, what there was one other thing that I was going to ask, but I I can't remember off the top of my head now, uh, but. Oh, uh, you mentioned the, um, the merchandise shops. So were those just kind of open and you were free to come and go, you know, as you normally would?
1: Yeah. So they had, um, they were limited, limiting it to one door for entrance, one door for exit, Um, and it was, there was a cast member stationed on the door, just asking people to sanitize hands as they went in. Um, I think that they probably would limit the capacity in there as well, but all of the times that we experienced it, we didn't have to queue. We literally just went in as we pleased. Um, that might be a reflection on the, you know, reduced capacity. And so it'll be interesting to see what it's like this weekend. Right. You know, contrast. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was it. There was very much the typical merchandise. There was no special merchandise. Really? Um, yeah, which I was a little bit surprised that I'd, I'd follow a couple of cast members um, because I'd spoken to them on previous cruises and they were returning to, to the ship. Um, so I had seen one have a like almost like a bomber-style jacket on, which had um, a big motif on the back, mm. which said magic at sea. And it had the ports. Now, I don't know whether that might be a cast exclusive. I'm not sure. Because um, I got a little excited about that. I said, I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to have to buy that. Of course, but- yeah. Um, so no, there was no like special merch for the, which was yeah a little bit sad. I think um, I know, and certainly my wallet would breathe a sigh of relief for the <laughs>
0: sure. much <new> match.
1: <laughs> I op- I do take advantage, and I think as well it would have been a a bit more of a shock given that we have twenty percent tax over here. So because oh, wow. we were in UK, well British waters or. Yeah, um, they have to charge 20% tax on everything, um, so which does bump up the
0: price, sure, absolutely. Yep,
1: um, but yeah, so that was a bit sad that they didn't have any special merch. They did have new do, um, new doonies from the last cruise that I'd seen, they also had new lounge fly, um, backpacks, and there was a brand new spirit jersey, it's like a really vibrant blue, um, so yeah, but other than that, that was okay. That-
0: okay and what were what were the mask rules on board
1: so when you were indoors um adults had to wear masks um if you were sat down at your dinner table you were able to take them off as soon as you as soon as you sat down um if you were in one of the lounge areas or the bar areas they advised or they recommended that you leave your mask on unless you were drinking um or eating um up on deck there was no you didn't have to wear your masks, um, and that was the same for deck four as well. So if you are out in the open, you didn't have to wear the mask. Just if you were inside, in a in a communal or a guest area, then you would have to. And then of course your stateroom and your veranda, you're free to sure. not wear. It.
0: Okay, that's kind of what I you know what I expected and 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 what I would have guessed. So um, thanks for thanks for sharing that. So um, were there any other kind of health and safety protocols that were kind of out of the ordinary that you can think of maybe there aren't any maybe we already touched about you know touched on all of them but anything else that just was kind of different than your normal cruise experience because of you know the way things are currently anything you can think of
1: um so i know in the lounges they they had um They hadn't actually gotten rid of chairs, which I thought was quite nice because I don't know about you over in the States, but over here in the UK, if you go into a lot of like restaurants and whatnot, they've moved a lot of the tables Mm. so that it does feel maybe a little more empty. You know, they hadn't altered any of the... um, the seating areas as such but instead what they'd done is it was just like a little small square that was stuck on it It it's like please do not sit here um for your safety i think it was really nice that it was just for your safety there was nothing branded as this as covid you know so you did feel as if you're away from it and it was just you know it's just safety health and safety ultimately Uh, there was a few um so like particularly for cabanas um there was the markers for where to stand on so, you know to please keep your space the same on the water slides and the same on for like the restaurants um obviously they sometimes get busy don't they at dinner time so just re- reminding people to stay back um but otherwise i think that's pretty much it you know there was nothing um different and as as i said before it was just nice that it was for your safety sure, yeah. not branding it as you know the reason why
0: yeah okay all right so you this was a different cruise experience than you've ever had obviously um you only had days at sea what was it what was it like only having days at sea i mean did you find that you were bored that there wasn't enough to do or you were wishing you you know had stopped in a port so you could go ashore how you know how how are your feelings on just having days at sea
1: do you know, I, I loved it. Um, I think because as well, it's branded as a staycation. Um, you know, it's that idea of you are away. You're just not, you're not away away, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, it was, I think it was perfect length. There was enough to do, as I said before, without you feeling bored. You know, the, we didn't use the cinema, but we could have gone to the cinema. Mm. They were showing Black Widow and they were showing Cruella. Oh, okay. They were the they were showing. So we could have gone to see both of those. We just didn't
0: both great movies
1: to. by the way oh i've not i can't say for black widow but i can say for Corolla that absolutely yeah. Um, and yeah so i think there was plenty to do i think we are sometimes limited by the weather so sure. if it wasn't as nice on deck we probably just would have done more disney trivia and more uh, disney tunes trivia and also um more animation classes but you know what they were they were there to go to, to go and enjoy. Every single one of them presents a different experience, um, you know, and is is fun. Um, and there was plenty of spaces as well just to go and break away, you know, just go and chill out and enjoy the views. Cool. So I would say that it was great.
0: Awesome. So I guess the big question is overall, how was your experience on the first Disney cruise since early 2020?
1: It was just—I don't think I've got words to describe it. I know I was emotional, uh, particularly on the day on day one. I was really emotional. I think stepping back on board. Um, what really got me was um, before Disney Dreams, the Fab Five come on, and oh,
0: wow.
1: I, uh, sorry, there's a helicopter. going oh, That's by. okay. <laughs> um, were the Fab Five come on and they were they were on for like five minutes and I can't even remember the song, but, you know, I was overwhelmed and I was actually, I was just, I couldn't stop crying. And I was like, this shows how much I've missed this, you know? Yeah. Not being able to do this and not seeing Mickey and Minnie and Donald and, you know, and just experiencing it all. Um, and we were emotional getting off because we just didn't want to get off, Um but yeah, it was it was incredible. And it, it gives you hope that things are returning to sure. the new normal. Um and that, you know, things are there is a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that's that's awesome. I, I, I love to hear it. Did it did it feel like the Disney experience? You know what I mean? What even with kind of the restrictions and protocols and all that stuff, did it still feel like you know, did you get the magic of Disney that, you know, that you look for on a, on a Disney cruise? 100%.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Great. And I'm, I am so, so happy to hear that. I, you know, I've been, Disney Cruise Line is, a you know, I'm obviously a huge fan. It's a huge part of uh my life and my family's life and it just it's been it's been a rough, you know, year and a half or whatever without it and I've been, you know, just curious to see what the experience is going to be like after all this. So this was extremely helpful. I I'm so thankful that you um were willing to come on and talk about it and uh you know, just appreciate it so much. Um I was going to ask you knowing Knowing what you know now, would you do it again? But you said you know, you've already said uh you're going again this weekend. So I think uh that answers that question. I, I assume you're 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 looking forward to that very much. Anything that you didn't experience last time that you, you know, you you've already said we're definitely doing this next time?
1: Um, we did think about doing the rainforest room, oh, but okay. the rainforest room is it's $174 for an hour and forty five. I think that'd work well for a bigger party, but For just the two of us, it's my husband and I going. We just don't think it's worth like that, so we're going to leave that. But we're we're still doing Palo Brunch. I think we're essentially doing everything. I'm excited to see what our dining rotation is going to be. I'm kind of hoping that Animator's Palette is our first restaurant again, because that will mean that we're in it for the fourth. So Mm. I wonder if the like Turtle Talk with Crush or something, you know, um, because obviously we're going to have a a second dining experience in in restaurants but now we may go and take advantage of seeing Kerala, um just because it's a great movie and you know we're both very much a fan of it right so why go and enjoy it and see um but no we're just gonna just take it all in again
0: that's great that's that's awesome i'm excited for you so and i actually meant to ask you this before so i'm glad you brought it up again in animators palette did you do the the character drawing experience okay awesome and did did Mickey come out at the end? So now he Okay.
1: No, he didn't appear in the restaurant. Um, he was just on the screens. Okay. Um, so, I imagine he was probably in the atrium somewhere at that point.
0: Got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you get to experience Animator's Palette twice, that might be the experience that you get the second time, where you know he comes oh. out to the music and walks around the um walks around the restaurant. So that'll be a lot of fun. So Maybe, yeah. Um, Victoria, I, I just, I can't, I really can't thank you enough for coming on. This was uh, really fun. It was great chatting with you. You Provided a lot of information. Answered all the questions that I had. So I, I just, I thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it.
1: It's been my pleasure. You know, it's been really exciting, and I always love to chat about Disney. So I'm free anytime. Awesome,
0: but awesome. I, I may have to uh, to get a follow up from you after your <laughs> uh, after your cruise this weekend. So. Um, but yeah, enjoy your time on that cruise. And, uh, you know, I, I, I now follow you on Instagram. Um, so I'll, I'll share your, your Instagram, uh, username and, uh, you know, I'll follow along on your, on your trip. So very much looking forward to that. Great. Oh,
1: thank you very much.
0: All right. Thanks, Victoria. Take care.
1: You too. Bye -bye. Bye.
0: As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I could do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.